Hello friends, we are back with chapter 7 of Luke. As always, let us go ahead and get into our prayer so that we can cover the word that we are about to receive. Thank you, dear Lord, for another beautiful day. Thank you for our family and friends that you've kept safe, Lord. Thank you for the blessings that you continuously pour down in our life, Lord. We pray that you allow us the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to really grasp the word that we are about to receive, that we may be able to put it to work into our own lives, Lord, and that we may be able to share it with whoever needs to hear it. Holy Spirit, we ask that you be breathed into us today and guide our steps in each and every step that we take today. Help us to know right from wrong. Help us to know how to convict our friends and neighbors that they may come to Jesus as well. Help us to be beacons of light for your love and kindness, Lord, and help us to bear the fruits of your spirit throughout everything that we do today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, this first section is called The Faith of the Centurion. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. There, a centurion's servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, This man deserves to have you do this, because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd, following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. This next section is called, Jesus Raises a Widow's Son. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the bear they were carrying him on. And the bearers stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. This next section is called Jesus and John the Baptist. John's disciples told him about all these things. Calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, 
Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, there is no greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. All the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right, because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves, because they had not been baptized by John. Jesus went on to say, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children, sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other, We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. This next section is called Jesus Anointed by a Sinful Woman. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee, who had invited him, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him, and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him five hundred denarii, and the other fifty. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. 
but whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So that is the end of chapter 7. In this chapter, at the beginning, we talked about the centurion man who asked Jesus to come and save his servant. And this centurion is a Gentile. So this is the second time that we see a Gentile asking Jesus to help with a miracle. And it is also the second time that we see Jesus astonished at the amount of faith that the Gentile has in him. The Gentile or the centurion man had so much faith that he knew that Jesus did not have to be present in order for him to work the miracle. And he told Jesus not to come all the way to his house because he thought maybe it may be an issue for Jesus as he's a Gentile and the Gentiles' houses were seen as unclean. So he told him, just don't come. I know that you can fix this. Just say the word and it will be done. In the next section, we read about the woman whose son had just died, and that was her only son. And she was also a widow, so she was alone in the world. Um, so Jesus did not like death, and he saw it as something that needed to be conquered. So the reason that he felt so so much grief over this woman's son is because he realized that that was her only son and he didn't she didn't have a husband and then in the section where John the Baptist asks his disciples to go and ask Jesus if he was the Messiah or if there was another coming John did this because whenever he thought of the Messiah he thought he would be this victorious soldier type person that would come and just defeat all evil immediately but but instead Jesus used different means of defeating the evil which is his love kindness mercy and John didn't understand that Jesus was here to heal the world he thought he was here to destroy all the evil and then he was stuck in the prison for so long after being in the wilderness so he was confused as to why he had been stuck in the prison if Jesus was there. So that is all the time that I have today guys. I hope you enjoyed this message. Um, have a great day and until next time.